Sheriff uh, Morrison. Yeah, I remember. I used to sit on your lap and piss all over your pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, boy. You was more full of water than Hoover Dam. And now he's a rock singer, huh? <laughs> Just sounds like he's pissing to me. <laughs> Episode of the Cinema Beef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me tonight is Iris. Hello, hello. How are you doing tonight? It's a little cool. From the oh, sorry, go ahead. very oh, well, I was just gonna say from a very smoky Seattle. Uh, the news actually said that our air today and tomorrow is actually worse than the air in China and in Brazil. Oh, so that should tell you something. <laughs> Is it from the wildfires? Yeah, we got wildfires across the peninsula from us in the Olympics. We've got fires on the other side of the Cascades. Oh We've got fires down in Oregon. And then the stuff in California is also moving up. So, yeah. Oh, my God. So, if God. I sound a little funky, that would be it. Can you, like, breathe in that stuff and go outside or what? Yeah, I mean, you have no other choice, man. So we've been staying inside the house as much as possible, so we don't, you know, not out in that air. Well, it's a good thing. It's, like it's a good thing you work at home, you know, for the most part. Yeah. You don't gotta go out too much. Exactly. Oh my god. But yeah, besides that, you know, it's a good life here. Oh, found out the sex of of the the twins, and uh, my son's gonna have a boy and a girl. So him and his his wife. So. Totally excited about that. But besides that, you know, just hanging out and being groovy. I always found twins kind of creepy because of Village of the Damned, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Just pairing them up and shit, you know? That's, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but and I have to say that these two could end up being two little toeheads because Mama is completely blonde with these gorgeous blue eyes. So we'll see. Damn. That's some scary shit right there. <laughs> you gotta watch out for the white eyes, Iris. Mm, yes, exactly. Don't don't piss yeah. off them youngins. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh man, Suzanne, how are you? Oh, still unpacking and trying to gear up for the housewarming Sharknado party on Sunday. So this is gonna be, I am gonna be hauling ass. As long, but, as, as long as the Baby Shark song is not being played during the party, I'll be okay, because my, 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 my cousin has a toddler, and that's the only thing that keeps him quiet, is that fucking Baby Shark song, you know? Oh, God. If you, no, if, if, you, if you have little ones, you know precisely what it is, people, if you're listening right now, you know. <laughs> it's true. Still, that song still... comes on? Oh, oh I'm 
Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Sydney. Oh no, 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 no. Go ahead. I was I, I'm I'm like looking up Baby Shark song now. Don't do oh, it. Oh god, don't no, do don't. It. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a freaking earworm. It'll stay. No, the the little dude hears that song and he immediately just freezes. Does he do the and he's like, Does he do the hand you know, motions and everything, you know? No, no, he just he just loves the song and then he'll go around the house humming and I'm like, damn it. No, that song is stuck in my head. Because Christian, the the, the 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 baby, he's he's eight months old, so you gotta kind of do the hand motions a little bit, or else he doesn't he doesn't quite respond as well to it. And you know, <laughs> you'll never see that YouTube video with me, guys. I'm sorry if you're interested in the, me doing the baby shark <laughs> hand motions. Ain't gonna happen, okay? That'd be cute. And if you don't know what this is, this is a song about. A family of sharks pursuing this school of fish that, that intend on eating them. So it's kind of terrifying to watch with the video. And, uh, yeah. That's what that song's about, you know. <laughs> oh my god. That's yeah. kind of fucking melodramatic for a kid's song. But it's so a fucking, it's so upbeat, people don't care, though. And it's just, it's just there to keep kids distracted, like, uh, the Barney tapes back in the day. <laughs> the little girl who lived next door to me oh my gosh she was all about the Barney and I swear to god every time I saw that purple dinosaur I wanted to punch him in the face I think I still know most of the songs that they used to sing on the regular oh I just started changing the words around well if they played it right now I'd probably know most of the words to the song so they just played them so much not, not like these parents nowadays who have DVDs and you have that repeat all function so it just plays over and over. You had to hit that rewind button, and you know, now when uh-huh. now when her their their parents were babies, one of their favorite things to watch was um the marionette scene from the Sound of Music, which if anybody don't, oh, yeah. yeah, and those other things they came at the end of of tape one of the Sound of Music, so you had to rewind that shit constantly too. So you're just wearing yourself oh out, you know. <laughs> I love that your lady, your lady, your lady. It was the best of the Muppet Show. <laughs> you, you want to see a fat man cry? You you, 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 you can see um when Julie Andrews is singing to Kermit's son about about being a tadpole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that fucks me up every time. Every time, you know. Oh, the Muppet Show is fucking awesome. Man, oh man, that that, that particular song though fucks me every time. Though I just I, I I need a minute. It's it's like Father and Son by Cat Stevens. I was like I I stopped the podcast. Like I I need a minute here, man. I, th- I think I think he was doing his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, and I was like, "Yeah, I need a minute, guys." You know, just playing those heartstrings. But yeah, fuck yeah. that, fuck this shit, F- fuck my emotions. Iris, what you been watching? Well, I've just been watching stuff for podcasts lately. Um, you know, these two movies that we're going to be discussing, and then of course, um, BBNBC dropped um, episode three hundred. Yeah, it on- did. Sunday, and that was Studio of the Living Dead, another Fulci movie. Oh. So it seems like I'm in a like on a on a Fulci kind of streak right now because this is what his third full third Fulci movie that I've watched this just in the last three weeks. So not that it's a good thing. I mean, not that it's a bad thing. So I'm all right. But that's pretty much it. Okay. Ah, uh, Suzanne. Oh my god! Um, finally watched Deadpool too. That was uh, we busted ass all day Saturday and decided that Sunday we ran some errands. We were going to run to the grocery store and grab something to throw on the grill, and we ended up stopping 
near a wing stop, I'm like, how about wings and Deadpool? And we call it a day. There you go. Wings and Deadpool. It was, um, yeah, I just haven't, once again, I'm still so busy unpacking. I watched these movies. NFW started their, the TV movie series and got to watch a, one that I really liked as a kid, but I'm a sucker for a ghost story called Don't Go to Sleep, which is really, really good. Valerie Harper, Dennis Weaver, and of course, there were Dennis Weaver wiener jokes. So, yeah, stay tuned for that one. <laughs> I missed that one because I was my mama's birthday, so I couldn't be on there. I totally understand. Um, got my copy of the change link, found out I've got to get a replacement disc. Yeah, this sounds like a real minor thing yeah. though. I probably wanna send mine back. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna get the replacement disc just for because I did that. It it took me like three months and cost me thirteen bucks, but I got my ZFE replacement from Arrow. Gotcha. Um yeah, just I was pissed my Glitchy DVR did not record Forged in Fire last night. Uh, and I'm not happy about that. Damn the man. Yeah, so I'm just... There's, a, there's, I'm, there's always on demand that you can watch it on demand, demand. Oh, yeah. I've got the History Channel app on my phone. I can just Chromecast it. And, like I said, still unpacking and settling in. It's maybe sometime mid-October I will be totally unpacked and settled in. Wait a minute. We all know that's kind of bullshit, don't we? <laughs> It'll be all right. Yeah. But just trying to get, you know, boxes downstairs emptied out just so people can walk through the house and not kick a box. Yeah. That's yeah. always hard. <laughs> Dude, oh, I've, have... been, well, I've been here like... I'm sorry. You know, I've, I've been here like two years, and I think I, we still have some straggler boxes around <laughs> somewhere. It's like, oh shit, that's right. It was in the closet. Close the closet. <laughs> oh, we were in the other house for like four years, and the basement was boxes from like three moves. Yeah. And they're all in the garage now, and I'm like, once I get the house unpacked, I'm going through at least one box a day, and things are getting donated thrown or used those are the only three options mm. i'm not i'm carrying stuff from freaking tennessee and i've mm. moved here in 2006 2005 something like that mm. well there's that you know um anything else suzanne you want to mention um no i'm sure i'll think of something that i've forgotten but for now yeah that's pretty much all i've been that one or what I've been watching lately, me, myself. Uh, people are being douchebags today, so I decided to watch Demolition Man on my phone just to, to cheer myself up to watch something stupid. And uh, it measures up for that criteria to watch something stupid and be entertained at the same time. Um, 25th anniversary, by the way. It makes, feel, it makes me feel really old, too. Is it? It's that old. And uh, <laughs> um, What else? More Buffy. I'm, I'm in season 7 now. <laughs> So I'm I'm tunneling towards the end of that series. Um, still still pretty great. Still holds up pretty great. Although I'm I'm a bigger Angel fan now. I need to get a hold of those Angel episodes now so I can watch them and be more entertained than than on Buffy. And you think that you know Buffy having you know hot chicks on the show and Sarah Michelle Gellar would keep more entertained, but you watch Angel, it's a lot more it's it's better structured as a show than than Buffy is, and they did it in five seasons. So there, there's that. Um. <clears throat> what else? 
shows. Two shows for tonight. I forgot to mention one last time that we watched for uh, the two drink minimum commentaries. We did Nightmare Beach, a.k.a. Welcome to Spring Break. Yeah, without Suzanne. Um, that was fun. I, I, I love... I love the dummy heads in that movie. Like the, the whole plot of the movie is there's a guy who's stalking people with his motorcycle that gives out electric shocks to people and, and makes them makes them dead, obviously. And I'm so bummed I missed that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to pick something. But, I know, had to pick Pat, something to watch. Pat got home early, and we decided we wanted to grill and hang out. So mm. I'm sorry. That's okay. We'll, we'll do it on the show one day. Awesome. Um, besides that, uh, everything's still in reruns. I'm, I'm just still, I'm just twiddling my thumbs, waiting for Riverdale to come back on again. That's all I'm doing, you know, just uh, stuff like that. Um, nothing terribly new. Everybody's going to go see the Meg. Everybody's going to go see this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm not much of a movie fan until I know all the children are back in school again, and then I could, I can go to the theater in peace again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that curmudgeon old man who, who does who does that kind of thing. Um, not much else besides that. I can't really give anything interesting. Um, so I'm gonna go into the next segment, which is the beef bitches and mashed potatoes. Okay, who gets the barley uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't who order gets fries. The beef? Mine's the Duke Deluxe. Okay, who gets the barley beef? Iris, uh, <laughs> what's beefing you, girl? What's beefing me? Here, I'll tell you what's beefing me. Uh, I spent, um, well, not me personally, but uh, a co-worker spent all day yesterday trying to fix an issue because documentation was not written correctly. Seriously, people, if you're going to write documentation about a process, make sure that you make it as detailed as possible because if somebody picks up that documentation and uh, tries to do the process and you don't have all your ducks in a row or you don't mention a few things that are important like don't run the file twice because it's going to fuck everything up. Yeah, that's bad. So yeah, uh, that's my beef. So of course, um, I went and corrected <laughs> the documentation and updated and make sure that nobody does the same thing. Uh, but yeah, it was like two days wasted on trying to fix the issue because documentation just wasn't detailed enough. And it's like, you know, don't put it out there because you might know the process, but the next person who picks up that paper is like, I have never done this before. <laughs> so yeah. So if you write documentation, be thorough. And that's um, my beef. The last job I had, one of my duties was handling documentation. And a lot of this, it was for a machine tool company and making sure that all of the procedures were in the proper files. So um, Joe, third shift, first job out of trade school, didn't electrocute himself. There you go. So, yeah, I totally understand how very important proper documentation and proper procedure is. Because mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it would have been nice not to spend the whole day like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. So what you're saying is don't be incompetent, okay, Veronica Iris, because she'll, uh, she'll mess you up, man. 
I will beat you up. I try to keep my faculties at 3 a.m. with incompetent people, but I have several that work with me, and yeah, I think that, you know, if you give them some big crayons, you can communicate a little better with some of these people. <laughs> Not the little crayons, but the fat crayons, you know. Uh, what about you, Sue? <laughs> no, I actually have very little to complain about. We have a beautiful new home. We're both very happy. I've got great neighbors again. I'm I'm in a very happy place, and I'm going to do my best not to bitch about anything. Good for you. Oh, my thing is, uh, I, I caught the tail end of your guys' conversation while I was away, and it it was kind of my beef because I, I shared the story about this measles outbreak that's good that's covered 21 states. You want to want to know why measles a thing again? Because stupid white suburbanite parents. Thought it was a good idea because some internet fucking bullshit or some celebrity told them that vaccinating your kids would give them autism, okay? It, oh my god, that is almost the exact same conversation we had. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> in, in, in the end, you know, you get, you, you'll get shit coming back like fucking whooping cough or fucking polio or something fucking crazy like that. You know, it's, that's not you that suffers, it's your fucking children that suffer. And you know... People will send their kids to school with anything. Anything. If their fucking kid had the damn Ebola virus, here, here, here's your, your peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> fucking here, go to school, Junior. You know? So when you send your kid to school, your fucking unvaccinated kids, and some of these schools don't even care. They, they'll say, okay, well, it's your personal choice not to vaccinate your kids. How about no? Let's, let's, let's not let the kid in school and not let him... Uh, you know, be able to infect other children that had have had their vaccinated, you know, that, that haven't had, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, just let them go to another school, you know, a school for future assholes like their parents. And, you know, yeah, it's called homeschooling. They can groom them. <laughs> they can groom them to be assholes. Now, I've known some pretty well-adjusted homeschool kids, and, and that's fine. I've known kids that go to homeschool for, for various reasons, not like oh, he threw my books on the ground, you know, bullying, but, like, real hard-time bullying stuff while they're homeschooled. And, and uh, yeah, kids are real soft nowadays sometimes. Not not in the bullying sense, but I had a girl back in the day that pushed me down the stairs in the eighth grade. I haven't thought about it since till right now. She, she, she was a bitch. You dismiss these things, okay? You kick them in the shins, and then you run away, okay? You know, they, yeah. But the vaccination thing is just, it's its terrible. I mean, these parents, I, I know they're thinking, it's like, oh, it's, some places said this, some places said that. Why don't you look at, like, real real world issues? Like, you know, what, why why all of a sudden is there asbestos in crayons? You, you, sh- you should look into that, because that's a very real thing. That can make, yeah. your, make your child very sick. And like shoving crayons up your nose with asbestos in them? That would be bad. That'd be bad, man. You know. Hmm. Yeah, parents are stupid. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. And, uh, you know, by the way, can we stop this, this fucking Kiki Drake uh, let's walk on the dance on the side of the car videos, please? I need one person to get hit by a semi-truck while they're doing this stupid fucking <laughs> dance. I, I need this to happen. I would pay to see that. Not, I, don't get, I don't I don't want wish people to say they're worried about, you know, this fucking the, the, the nun trailer on YouTube scaring too many people. But the, what the hell is that? Oh about? God, you got to be kidding me! They took what it off. The they they, they took it off of YouTube, or they edited it or something. 
because the jump scare was scaring too many people. What the okay, fuck yeah, is the we, point we of a need, jump scare? Th- okay? This entire country needs to grow some fucking balls. Oh my god, I don't want to watch that movie because that's not the kind of movie I'm into now. Oh my god, that scared me so bad. You must take it down. Come on, people. Really get a fucking grip. You guys You're can, ruining it for the rest of us. You guys can take Alex Jones down, but leave that up and give me one kiki, do you love me, girl getting hit by a semi-truck video, please. Just one. You know, maybe two. I don't think we're asking for much here. Maybe a no, pi- maybe, maybe a pickup truck full of chickens get hit by one yeah. of those. <laughs> just to make it more funny. They can or put just you... a, a pickup with three Mexicans in it. No, you know goddamn well there's more than three Mexicans in that pickup truck, Iris, you know. <laughs> there's a good seven and a half, okay? Because <laughs> the one's really short. And Uncle Paco. Don't forget Uncle Paco. That's right. <laughs> I, 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 I would frequent the Mexican store. I still do on Sunday, you know, to get those carnitas and barbacoa, you know, because I love it so much. And uh, <laughs> I see people pull up in, like, a two-door, I don't even know, like, like a Gia or a Kia or something, and... There's like six of them coming out of this tiny two-door car. And they're coming out with fucking boxes of tortillas and, you know, meats and shit. And they all get back in the car again. I don't know where they're putting all these fucking groceries, but, you know, they just pack them in. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> se- se- seven, se- seven and a half in, the, in that pickup truck, though, at least, Iris. You know this. At least, right? Okay. <laughs> you, need the full, you need the full lawn crew. <laughs> you, you know three people ain't enough. You know this, you know. I saw. Oh, I sound so fucking racist right now, and I have, I, I don't apologize because you guys. Hey, you I'm guys, the one that started all that. <laughs> you guys are laughing anyway. I don't care. You know. It's the spick that started the whole conversation. So that's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stand in front of Home Depot at three thirty in the morning. See if I can get a job. Is all I'm saying. You know. It's it's, it's dark enough. I'm Italian partially. It might fit in there. You know. You got the beard. You're all right. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's my beef, and I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. But um, t- t- tonight it's it's a uh, ten eleven in the p.m. here in Chicago land, and uh, we're gonna do two films that were listeners' choice. And I forget who chose these. I think uh, Derek Bourgeois, as they call him, uh, on some pro- programs from the Cinema Attack, picked one of these. And yeah, oh yeah, Cameron Scott picked the other, but I forget who picked what. We're doing Full Cheese, uh, Sword and Sandal Flick, Conquest. Ooh, excuse me. And uh, we're doing... The other one is... Somebody help me out here. No, Monster Dog! We're doing Monster Dog, starring Alice Cooper. Uh, what do you have in common? More than you think, because they're both Italian productions. So... <laughs> we'll get into the, the Sword and Sandal one. Uh, first, with Conquest, from 1983, I believe. Right after this. One dark and stormy night in the mid-80s, Joe Bob Briggs, Harlan Ellison, and the ghost of El Santo pulled a train on Elvira while Siskel and Ebert sobbingly masturbated in the corner. From that union arose the greatest movie critic and luchador that ever lived. But we're not going to talk about him. He's kind of a dick. Instead, we're going to talk about me, El Goro, the stuttering movie fan and host of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Every week on Talk Without Rhythm, I discuss two to three movies tangentially tied together by a theme. I cover action. And the most complete fighter in the world. Sci-fi. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Horror. 
And the continuing adventures of James Spader, Sexual Deviant. You're not worried that I'm going to fuck you, are you? I'm not interested in that, and I'm waste. Now pull up your skirt. So check me out at TWORpodcast.blogspot.com, drunkenzombie.com, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract the world. Adios! beyond time comes a terrifying challenge beyond imagination. Conquest. Two men joined forces in a struggle for power in a realm of fear. Conquest. of courage to conquer the queen of darkness they faced the armies of evil to win the weapons of light feel the power accept the challenge of Conquest. Conquest from 1983. Uh, cheaper plot synopsis of this. A young man armed with a magical bow and arrows embarks on a mystical journey through a mystical land. A lot of mystical. To rid of, <laughs> rid of all evil and joins forces with an outlaw to take down an evil witch bent on claiming the magic bow for evil. A lot of evil, a lot of mystical... A lot of guineas. I don't know how to pronounce her name, so I'm not gonna go go into it like like Duncan McLeish does. <laughs> but this is directed by Lucio Fulci, and uh, I'm gonna let Suzanne kick it up first. What do you think of, of Conquest, girl? Uh, this was probably the third time that I've seen it. I watched it a couple of times with uh, Android, mm-hmm. and all I can say is it's Beastmaster with boobs and gore. Yeah. I it I, I would call these two movies, if you were to title these other than listener's choice, Fog Machine Frenzy. <laughs> because I was like waving my hand in front of the TV because I'm like I, I all I see is like a vague shape walking through the I have no idea where the fuck they were. Because uh-huh. they really <laughs> But yeah, I couldn't, I, these epic fight scenes, and it's like, fog machine, seriously, someone turn that shit down? No, come on, tur- I, I can't see anything. I vaguely got some boobs, I the fog covered up a lot of the gore, but all in all, it's a, a it, it's a fun entry in the sword and sandal have category. Ever, have you ever seen Albert Pune's uh, Sword and the Sorcerer? Ah, that's awesome! Years and years ago. My favorite, though, I I don't know if it's even sword and sorcery, but flesh and blood. Oh, is that the Rucker Howard joint where he's, like, banging Jennifer Jason Lee in that movie? Yep, and everybody has the plague. (laughs) Okay. That's that's a Paul Verhoeven (laughs) movie. Seems like I have some boobies in that movie. I don't remember. I'm sure there were. Jennifer Jason Lee was in it as well. Yeah, but she didn't have much much going on out there, though. I'm, I'm not sure about now, but... I remember sprawled out and then uh, fast times and 
It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I think Flesh and Blood was afterward. I would hope so. She looks like she's about 14 years old in that movie. But this one, um, I love the mystical bow. The mystical bow was kind of spectacular. Thank you. Most of this movie was kind of spectacular. I just wish there were some scenes that I could have fucking seen what was going on. (laughs) But am I the only one that was like trying to wave their hand in front of the screen to get some of the fog out of the way? I don't think it was an accident (laughs) to the absolute truth, Cal. No, it wasn't. Oh, I, I, it's, it's Fulci, and you know, Fulci is the master of, well, we'll just pump up the fog, and know it'll pay attention to this little thing over here. But it was, it's a fun movie. It's definitely, if you're a, a Fulci fan, if you're a sword and sorcery fan, you go, go seek this one out. It is worth the price of admission, and our. I, I, I love our outlaw Mace. I mean, come on, what that is that is the name of a hero, Mace. The other dude was just I found him the, the dude with the bow, Ilias. Elias. Elias. He was kind of kind of wimpy, but when he started hanging out with Mace, nice. he got cool. Oh, Jorge Rivera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And when they go into that one village and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you can have the sister. Yeah, she's 12. (laughs) (laughs) It's there's there's so little wrong with this movie. It's just fun. Don't go looking for anything too deep because you're not going to find it. Could just kick back and watch the Beastmaster with boobs and gore. You got, to see, you got to see John Amos' titties in that Beastmaster movie. <laughs> There's that, you know. But, <laughs> Iris, what'd you think, girl? Personally, I I love this movie because it is exactly what I want from a Fulci movie. I get the gore, as in the girl being split in half. Yeah, that's how I knew it was a Fulci movie right there, about five minutes Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, get... time. And you get boobies. You get 16 pairs of boobies in this one. 16 pairs, and most of them are all Oak Run. <laughs> um, and you have this, you have the fog, uh, and then you've got this beautiful, well, I wouldn't say beautiful, but you have this fun sword and sandal story. You know, it's the hero, and he's not much of a hero because he's still a kid, and then the, the rugged outlaw comes in and saves the day. Um it's just so much fun. And this movie was so trying to copy from, oh, I don't know, Flash Gordon. It was trying to copy uh, Clash of the Titans. Uh, Clash of the Titans at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, that beginning. was the first thing I got. But it, like I said, just the storyline, I was just like, oh, my God, it's Beastmaster. Yeah, you know, it, and you've got magical smart dolphins that are going to untie <laughs> Maze from the crucifix. On the grass as he's falling into the water, and oh my gosh! And then you, then there's Elias, who is just a punk ass little baby. Seriously, because once he gets saved from the poison arrow, well, I'm done. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> okay, um, but then he does come back and help his friend, but he ends kind of upside down with no head. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Again, that's how you know you're watching a fucking Fulch movie. You see bad, yes. 
You see bad heads. You get a great you get a, you get you get a great dummy fall in this movie too, by the way, which is spectacular. Because it it, lo- it looks it looks like a mannequin all the way down, and I give no fucks. Okay, <laughs> all the way down looks like a fucking mannequin, and I don't care, man. Exactly. Well, see, and that's I think this is what's so fun about this movie. It, it's like you're watching this movie. You've got fog everywhere, and I think uh, Mark said it was like you know somebody smeared um, Vaseline yes. on the on the lens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, it was, there was not a clear shot in the entire movie. No. And I think it was done that way on purpose, probably because of either budgeting or, uh, they wanted to pay for effects, which really weren't much except for that magical bow. And yeah. So it, when you've got the werewolves, <laughs> I loved them, loved them so much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's always fun. So yeah, this movie's just—it's just too much fun to say that you don't like it, or you—you you know, you're like, don't watch it. No, watch this movie. It is fun. It's Lucio Fulci. Just do it because I, I, like I said, I love this movie. Man, me with this movie. This is a big hodgepodge full of shit that work that really works well together. Let me tell you, people, you, you got the Fulci thing. Which we mentioned before, you know that that's that's the only way you know you're watching a full chief film is when you, when you, when you see the very like five minutes into that fucking girl is getting split. Like I was like, make a wish, you know, she's getting split <laughs> from, from rip, you know, right in her lady parts. She's getting ripped apart, and you know that's awesome. And then you see the fake head. You don't care it's fake head though, she because because what you've seen about I don't know four seconds before for getting fucking split by her between her fucking vag and her legs, like yeah. You think that scene in fucking uh, Bone Tomahawk is bad where they wishbone that one guy? This is really worse because you see flesh ripping. It's crazy. It's really fucking crazy. Um, our heroes are, are, are decent. Like like you guys said, the, the bow is a cool weapon that just happens to be. Every, every, every one of these films has to have a weapon. The Sword and the Sorcerer has that badass spring-loaded sword in it that, that can kill people one time in the entire movie. And that's... That's that's all you see is that one time it's used. But you, it's, it's it's and it's done more than you think. If you if you watch Phantasm two, Reggie uses that shotgun one time in the whole movie, and that's it. And then he throws it away and he magically has it back in the third movie again. You know, it's supposed to burn up in the thing. Doesn't matter. These are flaws in Phantasm that I give no fucks about because the series is awesome. But back to this movie, um, I never seen this movie before, but I've seen films like it. Uh, we did, long time ago on the commentary show, we did, Mr. Diodato did a sword and sandal film called The Barbarians, starring, wouldn't you know it, The Barbarian Brothers, mm-hmm. and, and Richard Lynch, and Michael Berryman. That is a better movie than this, but it doesn't take anything away from it, but if I had my way to program this show, it would have been this movie and that movie. Not, the, not that we will never ever do The Barbarians. That, that, that's, that's a, yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, that's a VHS you know, classic man. That was yeah, it was always there. Yeah, you, you could, could always watch grab that it without the tracking being all fucked up on it. I would have <laughs> to have a horrible copy of it to truly enjoy it. Hey, I talked. I talked to Barryman about his erect horn in that movie, and he laughed his ass off. Okay, <laughs> laughed his nice. ass off. Um, this movie though, I love the creatures because they're just they're just everywhere. You got like the Sasquatch slash werewolf uh, troops just. Jumping from cliffs, attacking. Yeah, and then you have like those those albino seals. 
Yeah, those things. You got the zombies coming out of the lake, which you need the Italian film. Them just getting gutted and just the blood pumping out of their bodies, you know. Really cheaply looking, but you know what? This is why the film was had that, that Vaseline smear over the lens. Because <laughs> the creatures are going to look really bad. But you know what? They're, they're fun creatures. Yeah, if nobody can see it, nobody can say they were shitty. <laughs> exactly. Like, we, we, go, Lucio. We, we watched She for the commentary show with Sandel oh, Bergman. Oh, God damn. It, it, that... is, it is an awful film. But the creatures oh, are a lot of fun. You know. The creatures are great. I couldn't tell. Yeah, this is one of those movies. Sandal Bergman should have just stayed dressed. I, cu- I couldn't tell you what, what it's about, but the creatures are a lot of fun, and th- this show, this movie's no exception to with that. And this is the stuff that keeps me in it, you know, the 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 the, the, the gore you have with the vulture stuff, and the story that's almost existent. I couldn't tell you exactly <laughs> what's going on in this movie all the way, <laughs> but that's what most of these movies are like. There's not a, like. Unless you're watching, like, Clash of the Titans or something like that. They made, like, a billion of these swords of Santa Flicks, and I, I bet, like, 15 of them have a plot. And, and you're just having... <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was, it's weird the way that the film just starts laying itself out, because you, like I said, I when he had that conversation with Kronos and gave him the bow, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be, like, Clash of the Titans, and then we meet Mace, who saves animals and loves animals. I'm like, it's Beastmaster. There's boobs and gore. <laughs> yeah, not quite sure what I was getting with this film. But I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think this just has a DVD. I think Blue Underground put this out on DVD. If you guys want to go get it. It might even be on um, Full Moon Streaming if you guys get that. Because um, they got all the Blue Underground stuff and the Grindhouse stuff. Actually, I'm actually thinking about getting that back again and dropping a couple, maybe dropping the WWE Network, which I never watch, and just watch uh, Full Moon Streaming and go go nuts on the the, the exploitation stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this one, except uh, if you've never seen Conquest, I don't think it's on YouTube, but it, it might be. It seems like one of those type of films that would be on YouTube for you to watch. But uh, if, if it is, I'll put a link in the show notes for sure. And, uh, but I'll kick it to Iris and ask her anything else you'd like to say about this. I know you guys have done this before on BB and BC uh, about 70 episodes ago. Kind of. You know. <laughs> t- t- talking to you, Mike. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it's just that this is a, a fun ride of a movie. And it, seriously, it, it needs to be watched. Mm, yeah, for sure. Suzanne. Oh, and, I'm sorry. One to ten, Iris. I forgot. Oh forget. yeah, one to ten. I'm gonna give this a nine because I just uh, th- <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give it a ten because I just loved it so much. I've watched it again and I loved it even more. Cool. But I'm a sucker for these movies. You know, this is what I grew up on. Nice, nice. Ah, uh, were you here for Hercules in the Haunted World when we did that, Iris? No, but we did do Hercules, and I gave that a pretty good score too. Oh, this, this was, <laughs> Mike was I, like, "I remember, what? yeah, the one where, with, with Ferrigno, right? That one." Yes, the bird swung into space. This was a Bava movie. This this Hercules movie, oh, and it's no, good. It not. But the other Bava film wasn't very good. But I'm not going to go. I'm going to go into that. But uh, Suzanne, uh, what you uh, what'd you think of it? It's 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 fine. It's just a fun ass movie. If you're not having fun when you're watching it, then you 
need to you need to not watch movies anymore and go back to La La Land. Okay, if you don't have fun watching this, that is your movie, La La Land. It's just it's Fulci. It's it's gore. It's boobs. It's heads getting ripped off. It's 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 great fun. I I'm at solid seven and a half. So what you're just telling because... me is you don't like La La Land, you know? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, me myself, I had a good time with it. I give it a seven, you know, and it, it, it it's one of those films, much like Demolition Man, turn it on, you know, turn your brain off and have some fun with it, and you know, it, it it's it's just uh, there's not a lot going on there plot wise. But there's a lot going on, if that means anything to you guys. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this movie. It doesn't necessarily all fit together. In the case of the girl with the split vagina, she's not getting put back together again. That's uh, that's bad news. <laughs> but uh, 7 out of 10. Uh, yeah, we'll move on to our next feature, which is another listener's request. Uh, a film that... um. Richard and the Hello, This is the Doom Show guys did a hilarious episode on, which I recommend you guys go check that out after you listen to this, of course. Uh, Monster Dog, uh, featuring Alice Cooper and some other guineas. He might be Italian, too. I don't know. He likes to play golf and shit. We'll talk about that after this. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension! Of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Which versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break! It's 20 years later, and Vince Raven is going home. He's hoping for a new beginning, but somehow he can't escape the horror of his past. And now, things are really getting hairy.
matter how real the story, a legend can't kill. Is he human? Or is he master of the dogs? The terror of your worst nightmare is about to be unleashed. Monster Dog. Monster Dog from 1984. Uh, your cheapo plot synopsis is this. A rock star returns to his childhood home to shoot a music video while a pack of wild dogs are on the loose, killing off local residents. This stars Alice Cooper. And like I said, a bunch of guineas that I do not know their names, and I'm not going to try to pronounce their names. Well, this is directed, this is directed and written by Claudio Fragra- F- F- See what I did? Frag- Fragasso. See I did there? There I you go. Fragasso. I'm not that guinea. I'm more, I'm more Irish than anything else, people. I'm sorry. But, uh, sorry but not sorry. <laughs> but this surprisingly was the first time watch for me. I'll let, um, Suzanne go first. I'll let Iris go first last time, no? Yes. Okay, then Suzanne, you go first this time. You let us know what you thought of Monster Dog. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> this was a VHS tape rental for me. And at that point in time, the VHS tape that I rented was so degraded, the whole movie was looked like it was shot in the dark. Was it, it was actually was the begin- nice. Was the beginning the worst, you know? Oh, it was, I, you, I couldn't see anything. I was like, I, I was like turning lights on, like, it's no wonder I wear glasses now, laying in front of the TV trying to figure out what the fuck was going on on that really old, degraded copy of Monster Dog. I was, it was really pleasantly surprised to see that most of the movie is filmed in the daylight. I, it, I was very surprised, but um, oh my god, this is just a crazy fucking those crazy fucking Italians. You have a rock star. You see him filming this really horrible video, so non Alice Cooper like, and then they are bitching about well, there's n- there's nothing there. We got to go someplace. We'll go to my family's ancestral home, and uh, yeah. Madness and chaos ensue. And Alice, I read something funny about this. I'm sure if you've listened to other shows, you probably know this. The only time you actually hear Alice's voice is when he's singing. Everyone's voice got dubbed in this movie. Oh, badly in parts. Oh, my God. There is one spot. I'm like, is there something wrong? Because it just, no one's words were coming out of their lips. Man. And then you find out, you know, the, as they're going into the ancestral home, you know, the, they've got roadblocks set up everywhere to keep outsiders from coming in or maybe to feed, you know, some other people to the dogs. Who knows? We don't know what their motivation is. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, they, oh, yeah, you're so-and-so's kid. Oh, you're a big old rock star now. Ha, ha, ha. As you called him, Wolfman Jack, the sheriff. He looked like Wolfman Jack. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I was laughing my ass off because I think you started it maybe 10 minutes after I did. So I was like out following along when you were posting about it. But yeah, they get to this place. He's looking for his caretaker who ooh, just happens to vanish. And you get the story from the sheriff about, well, you know, there's those stories about your dad. And you kind of... Okay, they're definitely heavily hinting at, you know, he's the master of the dogs, he's a werewolf, and 
there's some, I, I want to say some really, some, there's some decent blood splat in this movie. I truly appreciate the splat in this movie. You don't have your big arterial spouts, but I think you get a decent amount of splats. And, you know, the, the story is mostly cohesive. And, you know, hey, I have to admit, the makeup is so bad in some places that it's kind of fucking spectacular. You know, those movies, it's just, it's bad, but you're like, wow, that is just, that's kind of awesome. So this is just, it's a fun little ride. It's Alice. Alice Cooper, come on, people. We're all fans. You know you're a fan. Oh, yeah. It's Alice Cooper in a werewolf movie with bad effects and some decent spray, some a really horrible Alice Cooper song, and they keep showing the video over and over again, which is... Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'm really, really bad. Sometimes I'm Jack the Ripper. No, the Ripper. 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 <laughs> like I said, I, I, this is one of those movies I could actually talk for a, a fucking hour about, but I'm just going to kind of leave it there. Okay. Iris. This is, not, again, another fun movie for me. Um, this would be, I think, my third time that I watch it. And like the other one, it just gets better because it's just so much more entertaining because you... You see more of the little, are you fucking kidding me things, you know, like you've got uh, Ricardo Palacios, who sounds nothing like the voice that he has been dubbed in. And, oh, yeah, I remember when you used to sit in my leg and piss all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Anita, Alice Cooper character is like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. No, and it's great. And. The the cops in this, I think, are probably some of the the comedic element in this whole thing. You know, is like sheriff, where'd you go, sheriff? And you know, there he is, dead. Um, and then he dies too. It's a lot of fun. And then the little old man walking around, you're all going to die. Oh, that was that for was him. The, that was the best crazy Ralph that wasn't crazy Ralph. I know. <laughs> He's, 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 he's better than Crazy Ralph. He's better, you know. <laughs> and then you've got the girl that's dreaming about everything. I believe that was uh, Mary Lou or Angela. God, doesn't matter. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it is crazy. And she sees this, and then she sees this, and then, you know... When when she wakes up and everybody's like jumps in there and she's telling everyone, it's kind of like, oh, this is so cute. It's kind of like, you know, and I saw you and you were there and you were there, you know, with you know, Wizard of Oz type of shit. And, and then the book, I swear the, the uh, some of it, like the old man, I, when he shows up, he I swear I thought he was going to be kind of like the old lady and the werewolf. Or she says, even the man who says his prayers at night will turn into a werewolf oh, yeah. when the night, you know, and all this other stuff. I was like, when the oh, flames bloom and the moon is full or something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so I was like, it's exactly I was waiting for somebody to come out and say that, um, you know, and, and when he's running around and, and the, the villagers are shooting at him and he's shooting at them and he's running around his house and it's it's just fun to watch Alice Cooper be such a 
ham. Goof on a ham in this is kind of fun, you know? So, yeah, I had lots of fun with this one. And um, and I just love that song, you know? <laughs> it's just the video is just great, you know? <laughs> I got a personality out of control, you know, and, or an image out of control. It's just great. It's fun. So I had lots of fun with this one, too. Terrific. Uh, yeah, I first time watching me, like I said, I had a lot of fun, too. Uh, creature effects, what you saw of them looked really choppy, and uh, and that's fine, you know. Because um, <laughs> at the center of, the, of this film, you, you have a... Um, I love the whole local legend thing, the idea of this film. You get a lot of American World from London in this movie, as far as that goes. And um, Alice Cooper did fine in his role. Uh, like I said, the music, like you said, the music video opens up the movie and ends the movie. You know, with a, a series of of montage scenes, which one of the coolest looking characters of the whole film was what I call Tom Waits Werewolf Hunter. The one with the sunglasses on. <laughs> he just uh, wanted to kill people, and it was amazing. But not as amazing as Alice's wardrobe. This is where the budget went in this movie. Was the the great set that they had? It was obviously some kind of like mansion or something that they they filmed in because the sets looked really great. And I imagine it was a house that belonged to somebody in Spain. And um, Alice's wardrobe. The end. The end was the best because. You know he's running around in the in the in the like the foothills of these mountains and these fucking leather pants and these this leather vest with the with the puppy shirt. You know. <laughs> now if you were running in the heat of Spain through the through the foothills, there'd be some significant significant chafing with those leather pants. <laughs> and you think you'd hope you have some cornstarch on his huevos, maybe just a uh, you know, yeah, it's a little something something, you know, to, to stop that, but. He was just decked out in leather, and he didn't give a flying fuck. Just showing up to to, to to the house and just blasting these hunters that are trying to get him. I, I love the whole idea that I, I'd imagine it's him the whole time. Somebody is commanding a pack of wild dogs to kill people. But when they run in the house, all I could think of was the Christmas story, the Bumpus Hounds getting, yeah. getting Dad's turkey. <laughs> That's all I can think about the dogs running the house. But apparently, if you read the IMDb Tribune here, that that the, the trivia, Fagrassi was like a a terrible director. He he would starve these dogs, literally starve these dogs that came from like the school of the blind, so they would be more vicious and chase these girls up the stairs. And then you know stuff like that, crazy shit like that. I guess like the Spanish crew he had like were really terrified of him because. They would like run out of film, and he would like blow off shotgun shotgun blasts in the sky to, I guess, to scare them into working better. I guess I don't know, but uh, <laughs> the film itself, it's a fun story. The 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 puppet that bursts through the wall is really fun looking, <laughs> but really bad looking at the same time. Um, the cr- crazy Ralph, who who I don't know his name, but I'm just gonna call him Bloody Crazy Ralph in this movie. Because he he plays Crazy Ralph better than the actual Crazy Ralph, so I think that the, this this guy, yeah, need, needs more accolades <laughs> than anybody else. But um, yeah, Monster Dog is fun. I, I'm not gonna even say it's not the best thing you're gonna see all year, because it's well constructed. I think 
as a script, I've seen a lot worse films that have the rock star at its core. Watch watch Rock and Roll Nightmare and then watch this. You tell me a film that's exponentially better than Rock and Roll Nightmare, okay? Although I do enjoy the puppet where you can see the stick sticking out while it's moving its arms at the end of Rock and Roll Nightmare. It looks so terrible, but I love schlocky bullshit like that. Um, <clears throat> I will say the Monster Dog has a very nice Blu-ray out that um, Scorpion releasing. Uh, worked with Kino Lorber to put it out, and... Um, if you see my post today on Facebook, Kino's having a say you can buy this for a cool 18 bucks on Kino's website right now. I think it has a couple of nice extras on there, too, for you to watch. And the print uh, is nothing like Suzanne. the way Suzanne first saw the movie. It's actually very colorful and nice-looking, so... Um... That's about it for my take on the film. Um... Iris, anything else you want to say about Monster Dog? Sorry. No. No? Uh, what is your rating, one to ten? Um, I, I'm gonna give this one a nine because it's again a fun movie. You sit down, you watch, turn your brain off, just relax and enjoy the show. Yeah, uh, Suzanne. Oh God, it's more fun than a pillowcase full of kittens. It's just, it's fun. I, I'm eight. I love this. I'm actually gonna have to look into that. Uh, Scorpion edition of this on Blu-ray. Yeah, Kino's got Blu-rays going for as low as six bucks right now. So I, I know oh, I'm, I'm pushing Kino, you know, but it's it's a label that I love more than Screen Factory because they put out some more some the most random stuff, the old Hollywood stuff to this stuff. So yeah, <laughs> uh, me myself, it gets an eight. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a film that should not work at all, but it does. So uh, you haven't seen Monster Dog. Go check it out. I think you might enjoy it if you have the same taste as we do. But uh, right after this, we're going to come back and possibly talk about some dead people. Um, Yeah, and uh, we'll do that right after this. Hello, everyone. I'm Rick Morgan, and I want to share with you a scientific breakthrough that can change your life. Many people struggle through life with personal imperfections shameful actions, and bad habits. So I'm here to tell you that there is a cure. All you have to do is subscribe to the House of Wax Classic Horror Podcast. I've been subscribed for only two months, and my results have been amazing. But don't take my word for it. Listen to these subscribers' success stories. I used to have pampered chef parties at my house and murder everyone that would show up. But after listening to the House of Wax, I don't even cook anymore. I used to have bad teeth, but since subscribing to House of Wax, I show my pearly whites wherever I go. I suffer with the need of bestiality, but since House of Wax, I don't suffer anymore. Huh? Oh no, no, I still love the animals. I just don't feel as guilty with House of Wax playing in the background. So if you need a new horror show, then listen to the House of Wax podcast. It might just save your life. House of Wax is a proud member of Legion Podcast. And you can actually see this show on the new YouTube channel. Just look up House of Wax. Are you tired of the same Hollywood crap? Do you feel like something is missing from your life? Are you looking for a podcast that covers all genres of films? 
If you said yes to any of these questions, then you should join me, Matt the Angry Ginger, on the Bad, the Weird, and the Cheesy podcast, where I will take you on a journey through the cheeseball films of all genres and hopefully sway you to the dark side. You can find the Bad, the Weird, and the Cheesy podcast on Podbeans, iTunes, and you can also track me down on Facebook and YouTube by searching the Bad, the Weird, and the Cheesy podcast. I only got one person to talk about this time around on the segment known as The Butcher's Block. And uh, Iris reminded me of this because it's late at night and my brain don't work so well sometimes. But uh, if you're a fan of the wrestling world, and I am, and I know a lot of, a lot of our listeners are, uh, we lost um, Jim DeAnvil Neidhart, who was one of the founding members of the Hart Foundation with, with Bret Hart. It was his brother-in-law, married his sister, and had three beautiful daughters. Uh, N- Natalia, who's wrestling right now, they, they they just had Monday Night Raw on, obviously, and she she is uh, overwhelmed by the outpouring of social media for her father. And he was, I'm I'm not surprised. He had his problems with drugs and stuff, but he was very well loved, and uh, it was like the perfect combination for 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 Bret Hart uh, uh, being such a technical wrestler with the holes and stuff, and just the brute force of Jim the Anvil and the personality, uh, being together and just. Beating the fuck out of people. It was just fun to watch the Anvil go to work. I mean, he's one of those big guys that that shouldn't be shouldn't have done the stuff that he did in the ring, but he he did it, and it was fucking entertaining. And he had an immaculate goatee, and then he would you know stroke and laugh, and he was like the like the perfect villain in that way. And I loved it. I loved it so so much. You know, um, you got any ties to the Anvil there, Iris? Um, no, just that I, um, when I was on board the ship, uh, when I was in the Navy, a lot of the guys that were on board the ship were just all into wrestling and they would sit and talk. And sometimes, you know, you'd go into the shop at night when you'd have, you know, when you've already drank all of your money away and you had nothing else to do. So you'd go hang out in the shop and the guys would be watching some wrestling. And I had seen a couple of his, you know, a couple of his bouts, but um, as far as, you know, just like really knowing the guy who he was, so I, when I saw his picture, I was like, oh, that's that dude. That's as as, as, as far as my recognition yeah, well, went. That's, that's, that's the kind of impact that he had, though. Like, he was, he was that, he had that personality that made you remember him, and I seen I, yeah, that goatee, that goatee, yeah. man. That that's what it was. I seen the picture because before, you know, like towards the later years, they would all like be together on the wrestling. Brian Pillman, um, British Bulldog, uh, who was married to Bret Hart's sister, one of one of his other big Hart's Hart's got a big family, and he was married to one of his sisters as well. So they were related. Owen was there. And and Brett and and Jim and the only one's left is Brett and I I seen the picture and I was like I got real sad because I that's that's all that's left of that 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 that, that five people that I love so much Pillman Pillman I remember when Pillman died it really it really hit me pretty hard because there wasn't much better of a natural athlete than Brian Pillman I mean he he came from the Cincinnati Bengals a nose tackle as tiny as he was he 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 would knock dudes over <laughs> you know and I. And he came back there and says, it's flying Brian Pillman. So, you know, when I seen that picture of them all together, I just, all those memories started to flood back of me following all their careers, and the Anvil is no exception. Because, like I say, he was just he was just a personality, you know. If he didn't do anything, he was just a personality. But he, they, they were right there up there with the, the Steiner brothers and stuff like that. It's some of my favorite tag teams of all time. Uh, Suzanne, what about you? Any fun members of the uh, Anvil? I remember... 
I this was the era that I was the early '80s when me and my dad would watch wrestling, and it was like every Monday night. And I always looked forward to Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nyhart. They always put on a spectacular show, and they were just they were so much fun to watch. And I, when you posted that picture the other day, I was like, it, "Wow, it's really scary that there's only one of them left." I mean, there's a, there's other Hart brothers left. I mean, they, 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 he's got like five brothers altogether. One Owen passed away, but yeah, that core group. Yeah, that's all that's left. I think one of, one of the greatest matches I ever seen was uh, when they had SummerSlam at Wembley, and it was um, Bret versus the British Bulldog, and it was like one of the best matches I ever seen in my life. And uh, especially because I, I told uh, when I talked to Bret Hart, not 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 bef- not before Anvil, I mean not after Anvil died, but before that, you know that that. That's one of my favorite matches of all time. It was for the Intercontinental Belt, and he's like, "Yeah, that, that, that's one of the best belts of all time because that was the working man's belt." And if you listen to any wrestling fan talk right now, all they do is bitch and complain about Brock Lesnar because he defended that belt like one time in like a year, and that that's 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 all it is. And uh, <laughs> they had to work a little more back in these days, people. So I, I appreciate that work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's about it for that. Um, rest in peace, Anvil. Daddy, I hope you're well. She's uh, become a great wrestler in her own right. And this is this is the time for women in wrestling to be doing stuff. And I can just see... I know Anvil was so proud. So proud of where she was at with that. And uh, I would be too. Um, yeah, that's about it for this one. Uh, Iris, um, what you got coming up, girl? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, well, like I said, BBNBC um, just dropped on Monday, and we're going to be doing it once a month. So the next one will probably be dropping maybe like around September uh, the 8th or the 9th, something like that. And then, yeah, and then um, let's see. And then um, should be recording sometime soon for the Theme Warriors. And I believe our theme is animals that act human. Mm. So that's going to be fun. Mine is the incredible Mr. Limpet. Nice. So that oh. is going to be good. And uh, so, yeah, those are the two things that um, that I will be coming out here pretty soon, besides here. Animals that act like humans. Uh, what, what would I pick for that? I don't, I don't even know. It's just... Um... I am blank. You you'd almost have to go Disney for that. Give give me the Shaggy DA all day long, or you know something. Like oh that. God, I love the Shaggy DA. Well, there's Benji, and there's you know just like human attributes, like intelligence or something like that, you know. So I I do, I'd say Homeward Bound, but nobody wants to cry during that review, so you know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> God damn no, well, it! You know my you know my rule of thumb on movies. He says that you, mm. you know that German Shepherd makes it back in the end, right? He's fine. I don't watch movies that make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's, it's Don Amici. You don't think he's going to make it. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're Shadow. And then Shadow runs up and then everything is fine, you know? Because it's, Dis- nope. it's Disney, you know? They don't care if the parents die, but your animal pr- protagonists, they're good to go, you know? Unless you're a lion and you get thrown up a mountain by J- Jeremy Irons the lion, and you know, that's it. That guy did. Or a bear. Or a bear thrown into outer space. Yeah, that too. That That's always great, though. Again, I love a good dummy fall. But that's, that's more like a dummy soaring to the sky, though. Thanks, Lou. You're the man, you know. 
Suzanne. Oh, wow. On the NFW, we did have Basket Case. One and two drop this week. I've seen that. And I uh, guess hopefully three will be out next week, and then we can move into Shark Month a month late. Actually, two months late, but who's counting? And we've got some great movies in the Shark Weeks. We've got Bates. We've got other movies that I've completely drawn a blank on because I'm very tired. Not the shallows this time, thank God. That boring as shit. Oh God! What I if you, the if, you, reef? If, you, if you can't if you can't sing with Blake Lively in a wetsuit, you you, you got a problem there, because that white girl's got a nice ass. Yeah, <laughs> no, we did some some fun ass shark movies that I've just completely drawn a blank on. But you know, it, if we're NFW on horrorphilia, check them out. And me and Nudie will have two segments on the upcoming. Bloody Bits Labor Day special, mm-hmm. so stay tuned for that, and it ought to be absolutely hilarious as it was the last time we did it. Nice. Uh, this show and the two Jigman commentaries can both be found on legionpodcast.com. Uh, Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast, can be found on horrorphilia.com. Um, Twitter at GW. Twitter at Cast. I'll be setting up a Twitter account pretty soon for Fleas and Flicks, so if you're not attached to that, I'll be sending out links for that to so you guys can go check that out and I'll keep you posted on Facebook and through the Facebook event page when that's happening. I'm I'm thinking the first weekend of December. Got some great stuff for it already. I'm, I'm hopefully expecting some great stuff next weekend. Um, see how generous folks are. That's always the question. Yeah. <laughs> how generous folks are. Um, that's about it for this one. Uh, I, I hate to say, you know, next time this is going to happen because stuff happens and I don't, I don't blame anybody for that. Jamie is exhausted, people. So Jamie, Jamie's out here when she can and I understand that. So yeah, I was kind of busting the balls last episode. Not on, not like directly, but like Josh and her, and that's not correct. So I, I love you, Jamie, and I hope you get some, some good sleepings in there, babe. But, um, this has been the Cinema Beef Podcast, where if you got beef... We've got the grinder. See you next time.